Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Brianne Showman Brown, and I am joined today by Pamela Gagnon with CrossFit Gymnastics. I wanted to bring Pamela on today to talk about why learning the basics of gymnastics movement is so essential to becoming better with our gymnastics skills as a CrossFit athlete, and why at times you may actually have to regress in order to, order to truly progress. So let's tune in. All right, Pamela, thank you for joining me today. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. It's a very chilly day here in North Carolina, but uh, I, uh, we're, staying, we're staying warm um, because uh, we hear it's a lot chillier in the Northeast, so yes, <laughs> we're, I, we're appreciating that the sun is out. Yeah, I keep seeing stuff online and so glad I'm in Arizona and not up there. Uh, yeah, you're not affected. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Well, I, I absolutely love everything that you do with CrossFit Gymnastics, which is why I wanted to get you on here and really talk about essentially bringing it back to the basics when we're talking about the different gymnastics movements in CrossFit. Um, because we always see these, um, our athletes in the gym, you know, trying to do things that they just don't have the strength, control, stability, et cetera, for, which ultimately can cause injuries. Um, so I just really wanted to talk about bringing things back to the basics, why this is important, and how we can go about this as athletes and as coaches to um, really get the buy-in of people to um, be willing to back down and yeah. hold up. Yeah, um, I think, like, what – is a misconception is people don't understand that a lot of the CrossFit gymnastics skills are stemmed from the, you know, sport of gymnastics in general, understanding of body control, strength, um, swing, muscle memory. And so what they don't understand is that a lot of the, you know, gymnasts in the world start at a very young age and spend years years and years just doing basic strength and flexibility skills for muscle memory, building strength, and obviously mobility and flexibility is so important to, um, to stay injury free. And so kind of as an adult, like as we walk into a, you know, CrossFit facility, we might see, you know, we don't, we, we want to fast forward a little too quickly because we're just kind of in that here and now when we don't really understand or appreciate like, Hey, if the foundation is laid and it may take a few years or a decade even, you know, to lay the foundation, everything else will come much quicker and much, um, more, much safer, um, in order for us to continue with the sport. So you won't have to take months off because you have an injury or, you know, things like that. And um, I like to compare it to just literally the foundation of a house. So if you build a really strong cement foundation and let it set, you don't have sagging floors as you build the first and second floor and, you know, things aren't caving in and you then, you know, have to tear down the structure and then, take more time to rebuild. So if you think of like the gymnastics movements in CrossFit as laying a really solid concrete foundation and doing it right the first time, then your structure won't fall apart as you build on top of that foundation. Awesome. I love that analogy right there. 
So when talking about building that foundation, where do we start to do that? What's the kind of beginning mm -hmm. step or essentially the retake, you know, taking yeah. to the beginning steps? Yeah. So um, at our CrossFit Gymnastics course, we talk a ton about the neurological components, uh, components um, which coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy, and then building strength and flexibility in, um, which are so important. So the very first thing that you need to succeed in all of these is strength, strength, and more strength. And once you build all the strength, you need to make sure you have the mobility and flexibility um, involved as well because these skills require that. And in order to continue on your journey, like nobody's like, oh, I got a pull-up, now I'm done. I'll never touch the pull bar again. No, after you get a pull-up, you're like, wait, what more could I learn? This is exciting, you know? And so we want you to be able to continue your learning journey and your athletic journey. Um, but the the basis is that strength and flexibility. And I can't emphasize strength enough. And then I can't emphasize flexibility even more. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so in talking strength, uh, I know the way I prefer to coach and the way I've learned with CrossFit gymnastics is learning, you know, essentially getting those strict movements prior to starting to kip. Um, getting those forms prior to doing anything else, essentially kipping wise. Uh, so where where do we start to work on strength? Is it really yeah. working? Well, it's really you know the the beauty of it is that it's not boring to work on just strength because you can work on strength and technique without getting injured and with building muscle memory. So let's say you're taking an athlete who still doesn't have a strict pull up. Um, at CrossFit Gymnastics, in our course, we teach, hey, you don't have to just, you know, you everybody wants to swing and play from the playground, and nobody wants to be put, put on the bench while everybody else is playing on the playground, right? So in CrossFit, the rig is our playground. And so why don't you teach that athlete how to just do the beat swing to kip and then have them break apart the skill, and so they're working on just the pulling strength, so a scaled pull-up, which we you know, teach how, and I know on my Instagram, I, you know, show a lot of progressions, and then they can work the two parts of the skill, so they're working just the beat swing without the strength portion of the pull, and then they're working the strength portion with the pull separately, and then when you marry those together, you have the whole skill, and I talk a lot about a recipe, it's, a recipe has a lot of ingredients, and then you come out with a beautifully baked cake. And if you omit one of those ingredients, it's a flop, right? The cake might not rise or it doesn't taste well. And so if you omit any of the ingredients in a kipping pull-up, which are the beat swing and the strength of the pull-up, then you're going to have a really, you know, floppy, like, uh, you know, pull -up, kipping pull-up, um, figuratively and, um, speaking as well too it may just look like you're flopping around so um so it's it's not like hey i'm just like have to be stuck working these strict dip movements or strict pulling movements and oh my god i'm never gonna have fun no it's our job as a coach to make them you know build muscle memory have fun but build the strength along with it and also the technique you know there's 
hundreds of hours that go into gymnastics training. I, you know, was a collegiate gymnast and I, di- I didn't just, you know, get there. I worked, you know, over a decade and a half to build the foundation to get there. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is just, especially as an adult coming into this, our bodies haven't moved in that way for a long time. If yeah. ever, I mean, I know me personally learning gymnastics skills. I was like, what is this? I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> and so, yeah. And I think people see like that because it's your body, you're like, Oh, I'll just throw it around. I'll toss it around the, you know, the rig or I'll just pick up to the handstand and see what happens. Whereas the barbell, it's like this, you know, object that you have to control but so people are like oh well you know I'll just take the weight off and make it easier but there's a way to do that with your body as well too and again like you know our courses and what we post online are really just great learning tools and I feel like people um, don't know at all where to start because it's so daunting because like you said as a kid you weren't exposed to this like I give adults like huge props for being able to like want to go upside down and kick up to a handstand at, you know, at 38, learning it at like 38. I'm like, what? That's amazing. But you don't just kick up and try it. There are progressions to get there. Just like in the snatch, you didn't, your coach didn't just hand you a barbell and be like, do what I'm doing. They took you through position one and they shrug and then shrug and elbow tie outside and then shrug and muscle snatch. And so just like the progressions on the barbell, there's the exact same progressions you can work through um, in all the body weight movements too. Exactly, exactly. When we are backing it down, I know how I normally train people as far as like teaching them hollow body soup, like re- retraining them, like taking them all the way back to like, this is what your hollow body feels like on the floor before mm-hmm. going up onto the bar. And People are amazed when I do that with them. They're like, this is what it's supposed to feel like. This is what I'm supposed to yeah. as. And it's just this unknown factor that we have in our bodies. Yes, totally. And um, building body awareness is a lifelong journey, you know. And so that's, that's such a, a, a light bulb moment for the athletes and an exciting moment as a coach to be like, yes, I got them in this position. Now they know what to at least work towards. We might not achieve it yet, but where they're working towards. And, you know, right after you do the arch and hollow on the floor, there's three more progressions before you can even, you know, that I, that I work with my athletes, um, that before you even jump on the rig. So to, to learn how to activate your lats and then coordinate it all together. But it's really funny to like, you know, they're like, wait, there's a, wait, I, I am so uncoordinated right now. Why do I feel so uncoordinated? I'm like, no, 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 it's just your muscles building new, you know, neurological components, like new, new pathways. And so this is just like how, when you were, you know, learning to ride a bike, like you might've been able to, you know, bounce a basketball, but you're learning new, you know, neurological connections to ride your bike. And so it's, that's really what that arch and hollow is teaching is just making new pathways. Awesome. And building strength. Yeah. (laughs) Now I want to relate the hollow body and Superman to getting on the bar and to that pull up um, and see how I want you to explain it because I know you do a better job of it than I do. But we need these positions, um, and I'm thinking more of the people who have diff- who can actually pull up but have difficulty actually cycling into the next pull up 
and because they're losing that strength and control as they're coming down. And so I kind of wanted you to walk through that as far as like what's happening to the body to, you know, why they lose that momentum and just start swinging is controlling it. Yeah. Well, the first thing I would ask is like, how many strict pull-ups do you have? So, you know, if you have one strict pull-up in your life and you're like, yep, I've done one, you probably need a good (laughs) amount, you know, a a good amount more. So the first issue is usually strength where they can't really pull and hold that correct body position because they just don't have that strength to, you know. So we would work a lot of eccentric um, lowering. Maybe you do one pull-up and then you lower on a five count. And that works that control um, through your shoulders and lats in order to be able to control your shoulder girdle to the right position and your and your even your ribs position into the next rep and then the second thing I do is just watch them do the beat swing like do they have the coordination and the knowledge are they using their hips or are they is it a shoulder initiated movement Um, So those are the two things to really look for as a coach strength and then um, just how how are how is their technique in just the beat swing itself. Um, And then the next step if they have good strength and their technique is fairly good. We would usually go like two for one. I remember learning double unders and it would be like you do 10 singles and one double and then you're like, okay, I got this. And then you go down two for one. You double, you know, single, double, single, double, single, double type thing. So it's really good to do that for um, kipping pull-ups too. So you do one kipping pull-up, come back down, slight push away, and just do a beat swing. And then go after that beat swing, go into another kipping pull-up. So you're basically doing a kip, a, a beat swing in between every kipping pull-up. And what that does is it forces the athlete to truly control um, where their body's going, use use a lot of tension through their body because they have to kind of, you know, think about where their shoulders need to be at what certain point in the beat swing and also just work on that muscle memory and coordination piece. Awesome. Cool. And I, I, I feel like the coordination piece is a, where people struggle a lot with, at least with athletes I work with, because a yeah. lot of them can get those strict movements, but then once they start getting that kip going, it's like they can keep that simple kip, um, that beats <laughs> yep. and they get all over the place once we make that bigger. Totally. Yeah. So spotting is a huge part of gymnastics because it's so good as a tactile cue of like, okay, this is where I want your body to be. And I'm going to kind of guide you there. And they're like, all right, just like you were doing the arch and hollow on floor, for, you know, teaching the, just the kip and the athletes are like, Oh, this is what it should feel like, you know? And it's kind of this eye opening thing when you learn how to spot an athlete through a skill because they, um, they're really then presented in a, um, presented the skill for, with the right timing. And that helps them understand where the coordination piece needs to come in to play. Um, so that's something, again, at CrossFit Gymnastics, we spend an entire weekend really teaching everybody, whether you're a coach or an athlete, how to spot. Because when I'm spotting someone, even as an, if I'm an athlete and I don't even coach, but I'm spotting another athlete, I'm like, oh, I think I do that too. You know, like, I think my body goes this way instead of that way. And so it's, um, spotting is an art. 
it is definitely a sport. <laughs> it takes a long time and a, a lot of practice. And my best advice is take somebody who does a skill really well and kind of just, um, you know, follow them through what, like when you spot kipping, you want to spot like on the hip, basically two hands on, on either side of their hip. And then the, the coach would stand a little bit to the side of the athlete behind them so they don't get kicked as they're kipping. But, um, you know, just kind of where 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 you spot when to kind of guide the athlete at what point of the skill and it, it takes a lot of time but when you get really wonky those spotting really is my go-to to help any athlete awesome. it's a great tactile cue definitely definitely and i and i agree with you as far as the uh it's its own sport in itself spotting is freaking difficult <laughs> yeah it really is and it's awkward if you didn't grow up in the sport of gymnastics like for me I'm just like oh yeah I got you you know and I'm like boop, boop, boop. and people are like oh okay and nobody feels awkward about it because I'm like it's like second nature to me but if you've never spotted like the first hour of the crossword gymnastics movements everyone's like you want me to you want me to like push their knees together huh you know and I'm like listen guys this will get less awkward and it's you know you gotta make sure you um you spot the right place obviously and um you know, I said the, the benefits are amazing and you just have to kind of grow, grow in confidence for it. But it's a, there is such a benefit to spotting. And really the first benefit is safety, you know, like making sure, hey, is that athlete going to peel off the bar if they've never been on there? Or like, you know, even when they get inverted into a handstand, like, oh, it, you know, they're not going to crash on their head because I know how to spot them well. Um but yeah, I mean, if you watch elite gymnasts, like they are being spotted through almost, you know, like every skill, like tap for timing, tap for safety, tap for confidence. It builds a lot of confidence. So when you're ready to kind of get out there and do it yourself, you're like, I've done this a hundred times. My coach has stood there in case something were to happen and nothing has. And I got this and met the, you know, CrossFit gymnastics and, and gymnastics in general is a completely mental sport too. So that helps a ton. Oh yeah, definitely. Mental is such a part of sport in general. So I love, love that you brought that up. So I want to switch directions just a little bit. Um, yeah. We both know everyone loves to watch people do butterfly pull-ups and then think that they need to do them. Um, yeah. and so two questions with this. Um, unless someone's a competitive athlete, do like, would you advise someone learning butterfly pull-ups? And then along with that, what are your kind of requirements in order to let someone start training butterflies? Yeah. Um, butterfly pull-ups serve really a sole purpose in the sport of CrossFit and that's intensity. Um, so like you said, if you're not a competitive CrossFitter, what, kind of we we look at the risk versus the reward of it right um and then we look at the prerequisites of it so um my prerequisite is you got to show me a solid you know 10 strict pull-ups nice and slow or five pull-ups on a raise on a three count lower on a three count i want to see that you have full control of um active tissue basically um, or and act well no, active muscles to protect your tissue and ligaments um, because a lot of people don't understand how to control the descent of 
either kipping polyps or a butterfly, but butterfly is definitely a little bit more jarring. Um, so we, we added it in our CrossFit gymnastics course to teach a scaled version. And we opened the lecture as, hey, 99% of you will probably not do this because there's no real, you know, necessary um, underlying factor to do it. But what I really like about the scale version that we teach on the box it's a great coordination piece. So it teaches the athlete how to move their body through space, through arch and hollow. And now we're going the opposite. Instead of landing in the hollow at the top, we're, land, we're at the arch at the top. So very opposite of kipping. And so it just kind of builds those neurological components a little bit more. Um, but for, like I said, that's my prerequisite. I talk about why do you want to do this? Okay, it sounds like a really cool, fun thing because as CrossFitters, we love the sport because we're constantly learning and evolving, you know, as an athlete. Um, but we also need to weigh risk versus reward of it too. Um, and we even like on our um, CrossFit Gymnastics Instagram has posted strict um, butterfly pull-ups because it, they're really cool. Um, Sean Valla is one of our staff members um, is amazing at it. And it shows you how much strength, and control you really need. It's basically a 100% just shoulder-driven movement. You're not even arching and hollowing. You're just kind of staying really static and learning how to pull up and around, you know, like in in the sequence that a, kip, a butterfly pull-up would. Um, I really, I think, honestly, that you build more strength doing kipping chest to bars than butterfly pull-ups. Butterfly pull-ups are kind of a dead-end skill. They don't lead to anything other than, yeah, you speed and building some coordination. But if you have a really great kipping chest to bar, that's going to lead you to a bar muscle-up. So we also want to build a platform of skills. You know, so a butterfly pull-up is kind of in its own little category. That help answer? That does help. Yeah, <laughs> that does help. And, may, and I'm... I like that you pointed out, um, you know, as far as the, it's a speed and coordination thing and that the kipping chest bar is such is a much more benefit to you for the purpose of that muscle up because it's exactly right. If you can't get that kipping chest bar, you aren't going to be able to pull to your hips and you're never going to be able to turn a muscle up. Yeah. So I think ultimately if, if someone wants to be a competitive athlete, they are better off just learning that kip versus butterfly for the muscle purpose. Absolutely. And I do feel like, um, you know, where kind of CrossFit is headed and we're back to the basics a little bit more and, you know, really highlighting that, like, listen, only the top, like one, you know, 1% of, of CrossFit is really at that games level that, all right, maybe I really don't need this skill. Maybe it's just, you know, fun to to just build more strength and a skill that will get me that will get me to like you know an, a higher level skill like the bar muscle yeah definitely so let's talk we talked the strength a little bit we talked technique let's go to mobility and flexibility when we're looking yeah especially the rig movements since that's kind of where we're focusing here where are we needing that mobility and flexibility at like literally everywhere, but the shoulders, thoracic spine, and for pistols, um, ankle mobility. A lot of people think it's hips, but it's really mostly ankle mobility. But I would say the shoulders and thoracic spine 
are definitely the top two things, you know, in gymnastics movements you would like to um, work on. They will benefit you when you try and get stacked in a handstand. Um, they will benefit you from kipping. They will benefit you from, um, you know, strengthening your core. Um, so it, it, it's really hard when you look at an athlete with tight shoulders it's just really hard for them to progress in handstand movements or anything on the rig without pain, you know, because they, they can't put the shoulder in the right position. Um, and it's, you know, it's definitely um, would be beneficial to get a program and work on some of that flexibility before you really concentrate on the higher level skill. Cause that higher level skill can be so much more difficult. Like a lot of people are like, you know, uh, at our course, if we have someone demo, like one of our coaches demo a, a, a skill and they're like, man, why does that look so easy? I'm like, cause he's strong and he's flexible, you know, like he's got the two things you need. Like, yeah, if you want it to make look easy and it, you want it to be easier for you, build your strength, get the mobility and mobility and flexibility are really one and the same in the sport of gymnastics. Yeah, definitely. And I totally agree with the shoulder and thoracic mobility and that's what I focus on with my athletes as well because I watch people that mm -hmm. have, have the control but can't kip anything because they just can't get through into you know that Superman motion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it makes the bar muscle up almost impossible and like, you know, kipping bar muscle up and yeah. So uh, I'm I mean you definitely hit it right on right on the head of the nail there with um, working those two things for sure. Awesome. Uh, and yeah, and you brought also, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, you'll also cut down on tons of injury the more flexible you are too. That's so huge. Like, if you see um, people who do yoga who are really, really flexible in their 60s and 70s or you, and like I've had conversations with them like, oh, how, how often do you get hurt? really never you know mm -hmm. like flexibility as you age is so important so important to keep your body healthy definitely and I can say even myself uh, I started really working my thoracic mobility and shoulder mobility a couple of years ago and since then it's like I've and like when that was going before that I was constantly like having my colleague needle my shoulders or mm -hmm. you know, have little tweaks here and there. And since then, it's like, I rarely ever feel anything in my shoulders pain wise. So that mobility is such a key component for all these movements. Yeah. And uh, just to go, you did mention passing. And so I do want to bring it up because it's so important, uh, both for pistols, but also squats in general is that ankle mobility. Yeah. Component. Um, I know the majority of what I see with people get, having difficulty getting into a squat, especially a pistol, is that ankle mobility, not the hip. I, I totally 100% agree. And everybody's like, man, you're so comfortable at the bottom of the snatch. I'm like, yep, because my ankles can move that way and my shoulders can move that way. I'm like, I could sit here forever, you know. Um, and they're like, I'm so jealous. And I'm like, let me see you, uh, you know, squat with two feet together, knees together, and they can't even get down like more than half you know, half of a squat. And I was like, yeah, maybe that would be helpful, you know, to work that ankle mobility. But like you said, like a lot of, a lot of people who enter the world of CrossFit, 
you know, didn't do sports as a kid or especially gymnastics that requires a lot of flexibility. So they really are starting, you know, from ground zero and just have to have some um, patience to know that if you work on it, it will, you will benefit from it in the long run. But it, it does take patience in the beginning and that's very challenging and frustrating. And I always tell my athletes to just celebrate the small moments, you know, don't think about the big picture. Um, because you'll feel like you'll never get there if you do just like set small goals and check them off. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. And I, I mean, I can speak for myself as an athlete, as far as being that frustrated person, not being able to get things done, but then it's like, all right, let's look back to where I was a year ago and what I was doing and what I wasn't doing. Mm -hmm. You definitely notice as you, whether it's look back over time or just kind of track your small goals of the progress you truly are making, even when you feel like you're not. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, to close out here, any final thoughts when talking about anything gymnastics related for the CrossFitter? Um, I think my favorite thing to like tell everyone, I, you know, speak, speak about this a ton at the CrossFit gymnastics course is Um, the saying, learn it to earn it. So really learn the skill. So you earn the right to move on basically. So that way, like it feels really good that you have put in the work and earned, you know, that skill more than just like kind of a crapshoot show of like, "Eh, I'm just going to throw my body through the air and see what happens, you know? Um, and so I, you know, I relate it to like, if you're, you know, your your teenagers in school and is like, hey, I um, I got you know a hundred on my test, but I looked at Bobby's sheet next, you know, next to me, and I'm like, well, how good do you feel about that hundred? Did you did you learn the information and earn that hundred? And they're like, nope, didn't. Or if my son comes home to me and is like, hey, mom, I got an eighty, but you know how hard I studied and you you tested me and I just there's this one thing I'm still just so confused about. And I'm like, dude, you earned that 80. Be proud of that. Hey, we're going to get that 20%. We're going to learn the rest of the information. We're going to go back and we're going to figure out where you're confused. And then you're going to earn that 100. You're going to earn the extra 20%. And it's going to be a feel so much more satisfying. And I, 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 was, I was a fourth and sixth grade teacher. So <laughs> analogies are always really good for me for kids to understand things. And it's just like, man, you're right. I, I should feel good about that B because I did work hard to get there. And I know I can learn the rest of the information. It just might take me longer. It might just be a little more challenging. But once I get there, it is going to feel really damn good to like have earned that grade, you know? So learn it to earn it. There's my final statement. Awesome. I love it. I love it. All right. So I know you are all over social media. Where can people find you if they want to watch your content or reach out to you? Yeah. So Instagram is definitely, um, the place that I, um, answer in and interact the most. So that's at Pamela Genon, P-A-M-E-L-A-G-N-O-N. Um, CF Gymnastics, uh, at CF Gymnastics is also our CrossFit Gymnastics site on Instagram. Um, and if you don't have Instagram and you have Facebook, Pamela, um, Gagnon, G-A-G-N-O-N is my, um, page there that I do a lot of CrossFit stuff on as well too. Um, so 
those are some great platforms to just learn some, you know, I break down a lot of um, skills and uh, hopefully it helps people along the line. Awesome. And it definitely does. I definitely bookmark a lot of stuff for my athletes frequently. So I love it. Oh, good. I'm so glad it's helpful. That's why I put it out there. And thank you so much for having me. And it's been really fun talking to you about all things, uh, you know, crazy CrossFit gymnastics. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm glad you took the time to do this, to get the information out there for all CrossFitters. So have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you, Pamela. Yeah, you too. You got it. And that concludes this episode of Highly Functional. I truly appreciate the time you spend to listen to myself and my colleagues share with you how to become highly functional individuals and how to be highly functional individuals. If you learned great information from this, I would love for you to share it with your friends and help them become highly functioning individuals as well. Until next time, go out and be highly functional.